I think when it comes to prayer sometimes, though, that uh, often we feel that way. God, 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 hey, over here. You know, is this on? Testing. Is, are you hearing me? My prayers kind of feel like I'm bouncing off the ceiling. Uh, sometimes it can be very frustrating. We're going to be talking about the basics of prayer today and, and uh, kind of how to do it. And if, if you and I are going to be changing the world around us as we're in this, this series, changing this world and impacting this world as God has designed us to do, then it's got to start with our prayer life. And uh, in other words, to, to say, I want to change the world, then I've got to change my prayer life. If you want to impact the world, your, your prayer life has got to reflect that. Now, here's a question that I do actually want you to raise your hand on. How many of you would say right now that uh, if you were being brutally, brutally honest and transparent, that your prayer life could use a boost? Anybody here? Good. Excellent. That's almost everybody, right? And, and you're probably, you know, if you think about your prayer life to some extent, there, there might be some dissatisfaction. There might be moments where you're like, oh, this is not what I want. And, uh, and, and I know for myself, just being transparent here, there are times when I feel really guilty about my prayer life. I look at, you know, I, I, I look at my prayer life. I'm like, this is pretty lame. You know, sometimes I pray only like this when I want to go to Mount Splashmore, right? Or when I need something or all of these things. And then suddenly I get, I get real spiritual all of a sudden. And, but sometimes it's difficult to have a really rocking prayer life. And I think there's probably because there's some, some problems that go along with prayer. Maybe you would identify with some of these. I think sometimes when it comes to our prayer life, uh, we might be bored or even distracted. I'm just being honest here. Uh, uh, praying for long, long periods of time sometimes is not incredibly riveting to me. Or I could start to pray and, and pray, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, what's that? Anybody see that new movie Up? Yeah, like you're praying and you're like squirrel, right? Or or you're praying and like, man, did did I turn off the iron or did I did I do this? Or maybe I should fill up the car with gas and like, sorry, God, and right back to prayer. Anybody anybody there? Yeah, you get bored or get a little distracted, a little ADD. Totally, I'm there. Uh, maybe you're not sure how to pray. Like, how do I actually do this deal? It, you know, is it too long? Is it too short? Is it okay to pray for this? Can I pray for that? What's off limits? What, what should I talk about? I don't know. And so maybe you don't know how to do it. Or perhaps you might actually think that uh, your requests are too small for God, right? Because here is God, maker of the universe, who is making the universe and doing all kinds of godly things that God does as universe creator and overseer. And suddenly, do I pray about my little things? You know, does he actually care and want to hear about those things? That, that sometimes is a, is a hurdle to get over. Maybe another hurdle for you, or, and I, I actually sometimes experience this and have in the past, that prayer sometimes doesn't seem to make a difference. Like my perception is maybe it doesn't make a difference and I'm not seeing the result of that. So why pray for the next thing? Because if I think back to the lack, did it make a difference at all? And that can be kind of discouraging sometimes, right? So there's some of these barriers like how do I pray? Do I do it? Is he listening? Does it work? Uh, I'm getting bored. Squirrel, you know, and it's things like this. So these are some of the, some of the, the things that uh, are, I think are, are some really, some big hurdles. So as a result, I really think there are, are people that are kind of heading through life and, and totally believe in God. Maybe you're totally in relationship with God, but uh, the prayer life is non-existent. How about you? How would you describe your prayer life? Are you satisfied with it? Are, it, it, it? Do you have a prayer life? Do you engage God in prayer? This whole entire series, we've been saying this one phrase. I'm going to ask you to say it with me. Here it is. One life surrendered to God's will can change the world, right? Say it with me. 
One life surrendered to God's will can change the world. One more time. One life surrendered to God's will can change the world. See, it's really, really, really hard, if not impossible, to surrender to God's will when I'm not truly engaging with him. Because <laughs> when I don't engage with God, I don't know his will is. How do, how do I do that? God, I'm totally surrendered to you. What are we talking about, right? <laughs> God, what do you want me to... I, 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 if I'm not connected, I can't surrender and engage in his will. So you might be saying, I'm all in. Like, I, I do. I want to surrender to God's will. I want God to use me to impact my world and change, change my family, my life, uh, my workplace, all of these different places that we've talked about. But in spite of that, I'm feeling disconnected. I'm feeling like, like I'm, I'm not, my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling and I'm not, not really getting it here. If you want to change the world, you've got to change your prayer life. All right. So here, here's, here's the deal. I, I'd love for you to grab your program. I say this all the time. But grab your program, grab a pen, steal one from the person next to you, because I'm going to give you some notes. There's, unless you are just in, incredibly able to retain this, um, there's going to be uh, several things, about seven things I'm going to ask you to write down today. We're going to start with a list of three and then kind of bust out the third one and give you some real practical thoughts on that. And uh, we're going to start with this as you're grabbing your stuff. I want to I want to start with just a very simple definition of prayer. We got we got to have a, 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 an understanding of where we're starting here. Prayer is here's a definition I'd like to stick with. Prayer is simply communicating with God. It's it's that simple. It's just communicating with God, and and it's so incredibly simple. Yet when you think about it, that totally blows your mind. Maybe I'm the only one here. But I'm like, okay, we're talking to God? I'm talking to God. I'm talking to the Creator. And this is unbelievable that praying allows me to have access to the throne, to establish this relationship with Him, this this line of communication, to talk with Him. And then He actually hears me. I think one of the best examples of this communication that we see in God's Word is Jesus Himself. He's always praying, always connected with God, always making this communication with God a, a, a hardcore uh, a reality and just priority in his life. Even as he was being baptized, um, when, when Jesus was saying the Jordan River, he's being baptized there, a dove came down, landed on Jesus. Even as he was doing that, Scripture says, what was he doing? He was praying. He was praying when he did that. At the beginning of his ministry, before he, he, uh, he started his whole entire ministry, what did he do? He spent 40 days doing what? praying and fasting and then we're gonna get to that in a couple weeks before he chose anyone to follow him and kind of gathered this this team the 12 together he spent a whole night in prayer that's what he did and before he asked peter um uh, he said peter who do you say that i am before he asked that question he prayed um before he was crucified that night right before he was put to death he was in the he was in the garden what did he do almost all night agonizing prayer right again and again and again he wasn't off preaching he wasn't off singing or doing doing community his first priority was to connect himself to the father and if you and i study and would examine jesus we would see that that all of his judgments and his discernment his relationships and how he dealt with life and and uh, how he met the needs the deep needs of the people around him was all bathed in this attitude of prayer all the time and you may, you may hear me say this from time to time. It's so cool that he did that. It's not like Jesus just like played the God card. Pooh, don't need the Father, I'm the Messiah. And went on with life. What kind of example would that be for you and me? The example was, 
Jesus, the Son of God, needs to connect with the Father. I'm going to show you the priority. So Jesus says, come, follow me. Come, imitate me. Come, you know, follow my life. If you want to follow after me, if you want to be my disciple, then you're going to be men and women of prayer. You're going to make this a priority. Follow me. Watch me. Imitate me. Connect to the Father. Talk to the Father like I talk to my Father. Why? Because the beautiful thing about prayer is it is a gateway to relationship. It's a gateway to connecting with God and really deepening your relationship with Him. Let's just pause here for a second. If you are dissatisfied with your your spiritual uh, adventure and you're walking along with God, if you feel rather distant from Him, the gateway is prayer. To connect with Him, to actually have this face time with God, right? To connect with Him, that's prayer. It's the gateway. And so if it's important to Jesus, and we see all throughout the the scriptures that it is, and it's got to be important to us. Now, Jesus, in Matthew chapter 6, we're going to spend the bulk of our time here, and I'm going to give you some notes to write down. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus has some kind of, here are things you shouldn't do, here are some stuff you should do when it comes to prayer, here are things you should avoid, here are definitely things you should just slam out of the park, home run hits here, all right? So here here they are, Matthew chapter 6, verses uh, 5 through 9, we're going to soak here for a few minutes. You can see it on the screen. And now, about prayer. See, he's in the middle of this sermon that he's giving. And uh, so he's, he's kind of switched gears here. Last week we talked about giving, kind of the giving of your life. This week he, he says, and now let's talk about prayer. Notice the next two words there. When you. <laughs> now this is very interesting. This doesn't so much have to do with prayer except for this whole passage. And we're going to be in it for a couple weeks. So you're going to see this little phrase, when you, about seven times. All the way through this passage. When you do this, when you do that, when you blah, blah, blah. He's not saying if, ha ha, it's not optional. It's not option. It's like, well, I don't know. I'll take the standard package of Christianity and kind of, you know, throw in a few other little uh, optional deals. He's not saying it's optional. He's saying when you, if you follow me, if you imitate me, if you model your life after me, when you do these things. All right, so go on here. When you pray... Don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly in the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I assure you, that is all the reward that they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father secretly. Then your Father who knows all secrets will reward you. And when you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered only by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. Because your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. A couple pitfalls that he points out here, and here's what I'd like you to write down first. If you're taking notes, I want you to just write down me. Just write down me, M-E. The first one uh, in short here is actually found in verse 5 here. Jesus says, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly in the streets. Everyone can see them. Don't do it. You won't get a reward for that. There's no, there's no benefit to that. The first thing that Jesus is saying here is avoid your ego avoid your ego so here, here's why i had you write down me i want to refer to this for, for the rest of our time as me prayer right me prayer it's it's all about me look at me look i'm pretty holy guy look at me that's what these guys were doing these pharisees at the time and and, and uh, they were pretentious and they were pros at it Back then they had this ritual time of praying. They did it at 9 and and noon and 3 p.m. They did it every single day. They had set prayers. They would go through this ritual. They got it honed to a fine art. They were saying their their Hail Marys or whatever it is that they said, you know, and they went through these kind of rituals. 
But what they did is they spiced it up for everyone to see. It was more uh, a theatrical presentation. And they're standing on the street corners and they're proclaiming their prayers. Look at us. We're just showing off. It's me prayer. It's all about, all about me. And Jesus says right here, he said, prayer is not something you do to be seen. It's not something you do so that other people will like you, be impressed with you. Reminds me of a, uh, a guy in a movie that was trying to impress others with prayer. I'm going to read it. And as soon as you know, just yell it out, all right? Okay, as soon as you recognize this. Oh, sweet, sweet Lord of hosts, thank you for this smorgasbord you've so aptly laid at our table. This day and each day, by day, day by day, by day, oh, dear Lord, three things we pray, to love thee more dearly, to see thee more clearly, you know it too, to follow thee more nearly, right? Day by day. By day, by day, amen. All right, what's the movie? Meet the, Meet the parents, right? This is so painful. You, you hear this prayer in there, and Greg is sitting with his in-laws, so desperately trying to impress them, right? His future in-laws. Anybody been there, right? Oh, I'm totally going to nail this one. I'm going to totally impress them. So they hold hands at the dinner table. He starts praying. People around the dinner table are like, what, what, what? what is this, right? And he thinks he nails it out of the park, and he totally doesn't. Jesus says, that's me prayer. That's me prayer. You're trying to impress others. Don't be tempted to make this an act of your ego, right? Change your voice. Have you ever been with somebody when, when they start praying, they change their voice? They're like, hey, what's up, man? Good to see you. Hey, let's pray for this lunch we're having. Dear Jesus. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you channeling? You know, like, seriously, where'd that come from, right? Dear Heavenly Father, right? Of hosts, right? And, and I don't know why we do that, why it's, look at me. We kind of church it up a little bit. Look at me. Look, look at what I'm doing. Imagine if I walked into the, my house. I may have shared this with you before. Imagine if I walked in, in my house after work and my kids said to me, Oh, almighty procreator of our family. How wonderful thou art, whose sovereign sovereignty doth deposit our allowances into our piggies. Right? And they went on and on. I, what, would I, what would you do? What, what have you done with my children? Right? Seriously. Here, let me check your pulse. Right? They don't talk to me like that. They run to me. They, they, they are intimate with me. Jesus says, don't let ego get involved in your communication with the Father. Check yourself on that. Because there's no reward. God isn't impressed by your mad prayer skills. He's not impressed by your language. He's not impressed by your, your act. Here's what he says. In verse 7 here, he goes on to give us kind of another warning. He says, when you pray, when you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think that their prayers are being answered by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them because your father knows exactly what you need before you say it. This is just like the clip that we just watched. I want to go math splash more. I can't even say it fast. I want to go math splash more. I want to go math splash more. Again and again and again and again. If you're taking notes, you wrote down me prayer. I want you to write down one more. Actually, several more. Here's the second one. I want you to write down, I prayer. I prayer. I want this, or I want that, or I, 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 I want it. I want it. I'm trying to get to you, God. Hey, God, 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 are you listening? Listen, God, God, listen, listen, listen. I need this. I need this. As if saying again and again and again and again and again will manipulate God into be like, whatever, stop. That's just annoying. 
Now, now, don't get me wrong. The Bible does talk about persistence. But what Jesus is talking about here is manipulation, some kind of formula. He says, don't do it. Don't do this I prayer. Don't just babble on as if it's some kind of magical incantation, incantation or some kind of formula or, oh, I could totally get God's attention. See, that's what the people at the time were doing of other, other religious cults and things like that. They were, they were coming up and they were saying phrases over and over again as if it was magic, trying to get what they wanted again and again with this shallow repetition of words just this barrage of please, 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 please. Do your kids ever do that to you? Yeah. Are you just like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I will totally give you what you want. I love how we're doing this relationship here. Is that how you respond to that? No, you're like, stop it. Stop it. Stop. What are you doing? Just, I can't, you're hitting me with your words. Stop it, right? That's what Jesus is saying here. Don't try to manipulate God into getting what you want because it's all about you. I, 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 I need I, this, I, I, this, this thing. I need this right now. It kind of reminds me of, of this. I got something to show you. Hold on. I'll be right back. Okay, just, ouch. Okay, just hang there for a sec. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh come on. Oh, wait, that's not going to work. Is that not going to do it? Hold on. All right, I got it. I brought this to show you. It was really tough getting out of the trunk today, but I think oftentimes our eye prayer is, is like this. I, 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 or we do a little bit different of a dance with God in prayer. Sometimes we go, God, I really, I really, really need something right now. Really, really, really. So sometimes we, uh, I'll go to church. I'll pray. I'll, I'll pray longer today because I do need this. And maybe you'll hear me if I pray a little bit longer. And uh, hopefully, get what I want. Do you, do you ever, do you ever, are you guilty of that ever? I won't drink out of that. Here, you can have it. <laughs> not a Pepsi drinker. <laughs> Whoa, he's apparently not a Pepsi drinker. <laughs> Wow, how did you get in here? Excellent, excellent. So, so I think sometimes, sometimes it's a little bit of a vending machine prayer. You'd, you'd like it if I had hit that. Too bad it's red right there. It's out. So sometimes I think we, uh, we do prayer like vending machine God, right? So I'll, uh, I'll go to church, right? And, and, and I'll, I'll kind of clean up my act a little bit. And maybe if I pray, then... Didn't that sound real? Then I then I'll get what I want. And really, it's not about relationship anyways. It's about just trying to manipulate God into what I want from him. And so sometimes if you're there, especially in times of crisis, when, when do people pray the most? Right. God, God, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do these things. I'll, I'll make these deals with you. I'll do, just give me what I want. Just give me what I need right now. And certainly I think God does work in those times. Have you prayed in the time of crisis after not talking with God for a long time and you've seen God do miraculous things? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But that's not relationship. That's eye prayer. That's about what I want, manipulation. Jesus says, please, avoid that, avoid that all the time. In verse six, though, he actually talks about what prayer ought to look like for you and me, and we're gonna just chill here for the rest of our time. So I want you to write this down. He wrote down me prayer, and he wrote down I prayer. I want you to write down us prayer, us prayer. 
In verse 6, Jesus says this, But when you pray, when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father secretly. And then your Father, who knows all secrets, will reward you. What's the difference? It's intimate. It's actually about relationship now. It's, it's about tracking along with him. It's him. It's me. It's together. It's this, this us thing. It's the two of us deepening and growing together. It's us prayer. It's not showing my ego, trying to impress God to get what I want. It's not just babbling on. It's not using God like a vending machine. Hey, I'll throw up some prayers. I'll make you happy today so I can get what I want. It's not about I prayer. It's about relationship. Henry Blackaby, he was a pastor and an author. He wrote this. He said, prayer is a, is a relationship. It was never meant to be a religious activity. It's relationship. It's about knowing him. The Bible talks about four different aspects of this us prayer. And this really is the application for today. If, you, if early on in this, our time together, you just said, yeah, I feel like my prayer life could use a boost. I feel like I'm kind of tanking in this area. This is the application here because the Bible actually fleshes out us prayer, this relational prayer. What, is it, what does it look like? Us prayer actually starts to, to be prayer that is about gut level honesty. You can just write that. You can just write gut level. Gut level honesty where God wants to hear the deep down stuff of my life that isn't pretty and I don't even know how to probably articulate, but, but he just wants to know the stuff that turns my stomach and the things that, that are difficult for me. And here's the kicker. He already knows them. He already knows. Even if the stuff down deep inside of me, the stuff that just really troubles me, actually has to do about him. Guess what? I think God can handle that. I think God can handle it when my problems and my trouble, I'm pointing the finger at him. But I don't want to say it in prayer, but it's wild. He already knows it. See, us prayer is about gut level honesty. You think about your relationships and maybe, you know, if you're married in here, you know, don't you know when your spouse has got an issue with you? <laughs> you're walking around, you're like, so what's the matter? Nothing. What's the matter? Nothing. What's the matter? Nothing. What's the matter? Nothing. What's the matter? It's you. I knew it. <laughs> Would you like to tell me? No. Come on, tell me. No. Come on, tell me. No. Come on, tell me. No. Come on. What'd you do? What'd I do? All right. And it's like pulling it out. Don't raise your hand if you experience that. You're probably sitting with your spouse. Don't do that. God says, I can handle it. Would you just, would you just have gut level honesty with me? Even if it's about him or about your life or about the relationships or the things. Maybe in the, the stuff that you've done. Gut level Exodus chapter 5, verse 22, great example of this. Moses kind of gets up in, in, in God's grill a little bit here. And he says this, Moses went back to God and he said, this is when he's going through the deal with Pharaoh and the Israelites. My master, why are you treating this people so badly? And why did you even send me? From, from the moment I came to Pharaoh to speak to your name, things have only gotten worse for this people. And rescue? Does this look like rescue to you? Do you hear the frustration in there? Do you hear Moses? He's, he's kind of giving it to God like, hey, I sort of feel like you're mistreating the people, God. Hey, God, are you checking in here because you're mistreating the, the, the people? And, and I came and I did what you said and nothing happened, nothing kind of changed. I'm not getting any traction here on this deal. And I'm, 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 I'm sort of kind of feeling like this ain't a great plan. In fact, can you, can you hear the, uh, the sarcasm in there? He says towards the end, look at verse, five, uh, verse 23 there. <laughs> Does this look like a rescue plan? Who's he talking to? You know? God, 
Is, is this kind of what you had in plan for rescue? Because I'm telling you, I don't think it looks like a rescue plan. This is pretty weak. How's God respond? If you've read this story, a couple of verses later, like one verse later, how's God respond? Immediately turns Moses into an oil slick, right? No. God listens, and then he turns back around with encouragement. He encourages Moses. He receives Moses right where he's at, and then he encourages him, and he meets him right there. You can pray. You and I are, are, can pray with this gut level, raw emotion honesty. God, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm, I'm stinking upset. I am just fried today. I'm frustrated. Some of my frustration might even be towards you, God. I'm, 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 I'm angry. I'm scared. We got a God who can handle that. We have a God who hears us, who meets us there. David talked about this type of prayer, and you can, you can see some of this gut-level honesty with David in the Psalms. And in Psalm chapter 5, verses 1 through th- 3, it'll pop up on the screen here. He says this, God, give, give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my, what's the word there? My, my sighing. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Consider my sighing. What does a sigh tell you? I mean, if you're sitting with, with your spouse, a sigh can be like, And suddenly we're back to, what did I do? What, what, is it because I'm a man? Is it, you know, what, what did I do, you know? Or you can, you, can, you can hear from a side like, oh, which may be directed towards somebody else and you're like looking in the direction. What? Oh, I see what's going on. Or it can be a different type of side like, ah, uh, you know, like, ah, oh, it's just good being here with you. A side conveys so much. And here is a God. Who, who embraces that side, who listens to you, who, who totally is, is with you, even if you're irritated or whatever. He's there. It's between us. It's you. It's God. It's, it's, it's both of us. And then David goes on to say, listen to my cry. Maybe it's a scream. Maybe it's just this deep, guttural brokenness, this wail. Listen to my cry, God. Listen to my sighs, my king and my God. For, for to you I pray in the morning, O Lord, you hear. You hear my voice in the morning. And I lay my requests. If I was writing that, I would probably just write it a little bit differently. I would probably, instead of lay, I would just be like, God, I'm just going to spew my heart right now. I'm just going to just, I'm just going to dump it. I'm just going to be gut level honest with you where I'm at. Right, I'm just going to get it out there. Because we have a God who listens to our groans and our cries and our sighs and our wailing as much as he listens to the celebration and the joy. Why? Because he's a relational God. It's us prayer. Here's the second thing that, that us prayer entails. You can write this. You can just write the word everything. Just write this phrase. Everything matters. See, I need to talk to God. You need to talk to God like everything matters. Even, even all the small stuff. Everything matters. Tell God about all of that. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, don't be anxious about anything, but in, I want you to say this out loud with me, but in Everything. But in everything, in, in the small stuff, the big stuff, by prayer and peti- petition, let your thanksgiving, your present requests to God, everything. If it's important to you, then it's important to God. If, if it matters to you, then it matters to God. And here, here's the, the reason why. Because prayer combats worry when we offload our stress onto God. So God is saying, offload it onto me. If, it's mat- if it matters to you, then let me take that. You know, Paul is saying, 
you take all that energy that you use for worry and anxiousness and, and all that stuff and put that, channel that into prayer. Dump it onto God. And no request is too small. It's, it's not too diff- difficult. It's not too far removed. If it matters to you, it matters to God because God is your father. You're his child. If it matters, if it's something that's weighing you down, he says, tell me about it. I want to know. Have gut level honesty with me, but then talk about everything that matters. If, if you were to go through God's word and you would see everything that per, people prayed about, you would have a list a mile long. Here's a few things, some unique things that people prayed about in God's word. One, Zacharias, he prayed for his son. He prayed and asked. Solomon, he, he prayed and he asked for wisdom. Moses and Samson at different po- times both prayed for water. They prayed that, that God would bring that. Uh, Daniel had this really bizarre dream and he prayed, God, tell me kind of what this dream means. Uh, Gideon had a difficulty and he prayed for a sign from God. God, show me, kind of direct me here. Tell me what you want me to do in my life. Elijah prayed that it would, would not rain, right? And then he prayed that it would. So he's praying for the weather there. And Paul prayed about this, this pain, this thorn in his side that we don't know if it was physical or spiritual or what, exactly what this is, but we know that something ailed him. It was hurting him. And, and he prayed for that to go away. And they took it all to God because it mattered to them. And if it matters to, to you, whatever you're going through, it matters to God. So the question I have for you today is what matters to you? What is it that you're shouldering and carrying around and, and believing this lie? God just doesn't give a rip about that. What is it that matters to you that might be grinding at your soul right now? I want you to think about that. If you're trying to sell your house, talk to God about it. If, if, you're, if you're struggling with some kind of health issue, talk to God about it. If you've got a massive assignment in front of you, something maybe you've got to work on, some kind of looming negotiation that's coming up, God says, tell me about it. It matters to you. It matters to me. Maybe you've got a, a, a child that, that you're struggling with, some kind of developmental issue or whatever it is or some kind of health issue again or whatever it might be. You're a parent and it matters to you. It matters to God. Pray about it. Maybe you're wondering right now, especially in this, this climate, should I take a second job right now? Financial worries are, are just plaguing you. If it matters to you, it matters to God. If you can't sleep at night, <laughs> tell him. If you're hurting, tell him. If it matters to you, it matters to God. Why? Because that's us prayer. That's me. That's God. Quickly, I've got I to move on here. Here's the second thing. I want you to write there a third thing about us prayer. Gut level honesty. You pray about what matters. Write down this, this third keyword. Just write down continually. Talk to God continually. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18 says, Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. No matter what happens, always be thankful for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Keep on praying. No matter what, keep on praying. I hear Dory in the background from, from uh, Nemo. Keep on swimming. Keep on swimming, right? Keep on praying. You just pray. You pray. You continually pray. When life is good, you keep praying. When you find yourself in a valley, you keep praying. When things are confusing, you pray. When you don't feel like praying, you pray you continually pray all the time and the key word is continually all the time even when you're praying and you're like squirrel back to praying i'm going to continue to pray all the time continue to sync up because it's us 
prayer. Now, I, I just need to be real honest with you for a second here. It is really difficult for me, maybe you're like this, to pray for long periods of time. Anybody just want to be bold and say, I totally struggle with that. Thanks. Yeah, four, five, and maybe more of you going, oh, it's over. Right, so there, there might be more of you that struggle for praying for long times. I do. I just, I don't know why that is. But one of the major breakthroughs in my life is to realize I don't necessarily have to. I don't necessarily have to hold that up as something I have to hit all the time. Smith Wigglesworth, he's a British evangelist, he says this, I love this. I never pray for more than 20 minutes at a time, but I never go more than 20 minutes without praying. What's he doing? Continually praying all the time, checking in all the time. I have a buddy here that I hang out with. I have yet to hang out with this guy here at K2 when he and I are together where he doesn't get a text from his wife all the time. And they're texting back and forth all the time. I'm like, what are you writing back? He's like, oh, I'm just telling her what we're doing. Sweet. Hey, what'd she write? She, wrote, she, she said, I love her. Writes back. Hey, what'd you write? I just told her I love her. Great. Do you, you guys do this all the time? Yeah, do it all the time. Always texting back and forth. Why? Because it's relational. It's them. They're together. They're going for it. They're, they're connecting all the time. That, that's a great picture of what Smith Wigglesworth was talking about. I don't pray for long periods of time. I pray continually all the time. Hardly any time goes by where I'm not, where I'm not praying. That has really ramped up my, my prayer life. Early in the morning, I get up, and I, I, I may have told you this before. I touch my ring, and I spin it as I'm getting, getting dressed. It's just one of the things I do. I spin my ring, and I pray, God, protect my family today. Protect my, protect my marriage. Protect me as a man today. I grab my phone or my, my iPhone and I throw it in my pocket. I always pray, God, you're God of my schedule today. Just be God of my schedule. Sometimes when I wake up and I'm looking at the ceiling, just God, I just want to engage with you today. Quick little prayers all throughout the day. I'm driving along. See something happen on the side, just pray. Somebody else comes to mind. I see a car that somebody drives it. I know that uh, their sister has one and they got married to a friend that I know that lives down the street from my neighbor. And I'm like, oh, that's a Jeep. And, I just, and this person comes to mind. I just pray for him. I walk into church and I see somebody there at church or in the office or something like that. I know what's going on in their, their life. I quick throw something up. I go into a meeting. God, give me wisdom right now as I go into this meeting. Working on a project. I have no idea what to do, God. Would you join me here? I end up going here and there, and you get the idea. I'm continually praying all the time. That's us prayer. It's together. It's constant communication because it's him and it's me. Here's the third one. God says, us prayer, gut-level honesty. Talk to me about anything. What matters to you matters to me continually talk again if we were talking about your spouse here that would be a good thing wouldn't it to continually talk in a relationship here's a, the fourth thing the scripture talks about often when it comes to prayer is that you and i need to listen just write down one word just write down listen we uh it's, it's really a kind of a, a good thing in our house we well we don't say we don't say certain words in our house we don't say hate we don't say shut up like we, we, we don't say that so we uh we use different things like instead of hate like our our kids will be very dramatic i really don't like that i know what that means right so we we substitute other things right and one of the things we substitute is from the king of queens uh, instead of saying shut up we go shutty right shutty and so that's kind of our deal and when i'm thinking about this listen bit here sometimes we just need to shutty and listen because if prayer is a two-way deal here, communication back and forth, it's us, it's me and God, it's the two of us together. If it's only one way, you don't want to hang out with somebody who's always just talking, and then they're gone. You want to have this relationship. You want to be able to talk all the time. And so God says, sometimes you just need to be listening. Psalm 46, is, is six, it's not on the screen here, it says this, be still and know 
that I am God. Other translations from that, that verse says, cease striving. Just let go. Just quiet down. Quiet down. Stop. And sometimes in the midst of our busyness and our rat race, we hear, be still, and they're like, you got to be kidding me. How do I do that? This pa- frantic, pass, fast-paced life that I live in. in the, in, and he says, be still? you got to be kidding me. But see, when I'm still, I start to listen. I, uh, when I shut down all the other stuff, I start to listen. There's a great illustration in Psalm 131, verse 2. Great, great picture of this. Psalm that says, I have stilled and quieted myself just as a small child is quiet with its mother. Oh, you've seen this a hundred times, haven't you? Somebody's holding a kid, trying to shh, 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 and the kid is just bawling and crying, and maybe it happens over in the nursery. I don't know if you ever serve over there, or you've babysat a kid, and you're like, shut it, you know, go quiet, and then they're just going, and, you know, because you wouldn't say shut up, but shut it. And so, and, and suddenly the mom walks in, mom walks in, and what's the kid do? <gasps> right? And she comes over, and she holds, immediately, immediately, the kid just, oh, just quiets down, just quiet, quiet. Christ turned into a little whimpering, and the whimpering just just dying down she's stroking and what mom just doesn't lean lean into her little baby's ear and say it's okay it's okay it's all right mom's here i love you it's okay what's that kid doing feeling listening connecting that's us prayer that's being still that's us connecting with god god quietly in that time saying i love you quiet god i'm not going to talk anymore but this is still part of prayer i'm i'm just going to listen to you i'm just going to be elijah heard heard god's voice in a small whisper it says in the scripture sometimes we hear god's voice through scripture sometimes we hear god's voice audibly sometimes it comes through the people around us or circumstances or 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 all different ways sometimes it's just his holy spirit that just speaks to us and we know but if we don't take the time to listen we miss us prayer For about five years, Beth and I prayed. Well, some of you, that's just not good news right there because you're, you've often asked me how long do I have to pray about this topic. And for us, the longest thing we ever prayed for was prob- a little over five years. And our prayer was this, God, what would you like us to do? That was it. That's how we prayed for five years. We're living in Arizona at the time, just praying, God, what do you want us to do? And he moved us here and he moved us there. He gave us a ton of opportunities which we did not feel like he was asking us to take. We, we turned those down. We were frustrated. We were mad. I played attorney. Do you ever play attorney? God, what do you want us to do? And then I search for clues. And then I pull all the people around me. Chad, what do you think I do? Hey, Mark, what do you think I do? Hey, Bab family, tell me, what should I do, right? And so we pull all these people and we play attorney instead of just listening, right? And so I did that for five years and I think that's actually why it took five years. At the end of five years, I'll never forget the day. It was a Sunday afternoon. I had just been crushed that Sunday morning. Just my spirit had been crushed. Another just dagger, it seemed like, in the story of just frustration and disappointment. And I went home. (laughs) Oh, see, I'm even telling you the story. I can feel it just welling up inside of me. And I went home and I just told Beth, I'm like, that's it! Like, I pray and I don't... I don't hear anything. Well, I can't hear anything because I'm yelling. And I'm just, I, I just I don't even feel like God's speaking. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We begin talking about it. And, she, and she's like, maybe we should pray. I'm like, I'm not going to pray. I've been praying for five years. And we're praying and, and you know, this and golly, why would I try that again, right? Problem number four, because it didn't work the first time. And so why do that? And I just remember that day 
man, I just so emotional. It's like everything out of my body, I just spewed in anger and I sat down on the couch. And I feel like the first time in five years, I was just quiet. And I looked over at the side of the TV and there was a VHS tape. Do you remember those? (laughs) And it said K2 on it. I don't even know where we got that. I think Greg gave it to us, one of our friends. I don't, I don't even know. I never even looked at it. Fine. Threw it in. I got to tell you, the next like two hours, we were just silent. And until I finally stopped and listened. See, I, I may have missed it. I started on the couch with Beth and we ended up on the floor in tears. We found what we've been praying for for five years. I'm scared. A lot of anxiety. God, is this, is this it? And again and again, he spoke to us through that one little tape. Some of you might be saying, man, that, that's just probably a coincidence. It's just probably a good production tape or, you know, it's just compelling. You were in need. I got to tell you, it was God. It was the Spirit of God that came through my room that day. And Beth and I wept on the floor as we realized for the first time what God had been trying to tell us the whole time. It's us prayer. So you want to change the world? You've got to change your prayer life. You've got to change the way you start praying. Today, we're going we're gonna to actually do that as a part of our worship. We're going to pray together. We're going we're gonna to do this. And for some of you, this... You may never have prayed before. <laughs> Maybe you just go, man, this is my first day at K2. God, you know, and now they've got me praying. And us prayer is about you and God. It's the two of you. It's quietness of your own heart. I'd like to encourage you to, 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 to try some prayer today. For others of you, you may have been in church for a long time. You say, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm probably one of those people that I follow God. I'm in love with him, but it's been a while since I've prayed really, really listened, really sought after him, and there might be some guilt and some shame in that, the day to start changing your prayer life is today. There is no time like right now. For some of you, this is going to be a hard time because you feel like there's stuff maybe you've done that's between you and God. We're going to work through that in a few minutes here. See, all power, all strength, all mercy, all grace. Wait, that sounds like a sermon series. Everything you need is available for you through your relationship with God. For some of you, it just starts with saying yes to that. Maybe you're not in relationship with God today, and maybe that's what this prayer time is going to be for you. Just throwing up your arms and finally saying, I, I can't do it anymore on my own. I, I'm serious. I'm, out of, I'm all out of juice. I'm all out of strength. God, I need you. I need your complete forgiveness. I need the cross. I need to say yes to you today. But wherever you're at, would you just come to the throne so simple it's just communicating with God yet so profound because the maker of the universe will hear every prayer today so will you bow your heads with me right now I, I really want to encourage you don't, don't be looking just, just you just to shut out every every distraction around you to shut out the day just to shut out this the person you're next to you just forget them for a few moments and just to be you and God
And I'm going to lead you through a couple areas and I'm going to be quiet for a while. I'm going to let you take over. And the first thing I'd love for you to engage is I want to give you an opportunity right now, just you and God, to just be thankful. And maybe it's something that He specifically has done for you. Maybe it's a place He's met you, an attribute of God you just love about Him. Maybe you're just thankful for His intense mercy and His grace. He has shown tangibly His love for you. What has He done for you? Would you just spend a few minutes just quietly thanking Him?